Welcome back, everyone. We're locked and loaded for another podcast. To another episode of Becoming a uh, Doctor. Kind of cut me off there, dude. Sorry, dude. We're not in sync. <laughs> a podcast where two third-year medical students talk about the only thing that we ever talk about. Medical school. Almost fourth-year medical students. Almost. We're talking a week away. I know. You'll have to change that intro. Uh, sh- <laughs> yes, that'll be an exciting thing. Go back to the doc, little edit. That will be exciting. Little uh, delete, delete. Okay, I'm your host, Santana Sanchez. And I'm your co-host, Kevin Gale. Kevin Gale. And you can find this podcast where? Uh, everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, becomingadoctor.com. Hashtag on Twitter, becoming a doc pod. That was pretty close. <laughs> that was all right, wasn't it? Uh, I think the the website is becoming a doctor pod.com. Oh, shoot. And on Twitter, <laughs> it's, it's at becoming a doc pod. The co host doesn't even know the own website. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read it off. I read it off a word doc every time. So. You're good. That's pretty good for off the top. I was at a Twins game earlier today, and one of our peers said, you have a podcast? Where do I find it? And I go, let me tell you where you can find it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> becomingadoctorpod.com, becomingadocpod on Twitter. Wow. There wow, you wow, go. wow. So I had it right earlier. Uh, I don't know if I believe that. I did. All right. Let's hear that theme song. Oh, themes. Okay. Short or long? You choose. Long. I'm going to do the edited version. I... I'm walking out of the set. <laughs> okay, long version. version. What Let's the heck see. is wrong with you? Uh, two minutes later, we'll be done with this theme song. Hey, you know that that's yeah. triggering for me when <laughs> you ask that. <laughs> it gets the podcast off to a tough start. Get rid of the edited version. Delete it. Destroy it. This being your first song, it's pretty amazing, actually. I'm a garage band savant. It's pretty amazing. When you grow up, you have like a natural gift for songwriting, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) It's pretty good. Maybe I should drop, drop out. Well, it's never too late to drop out, is what I always say. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I guess. I guess. All right. What's our first segment of the week? Uh, uh, so usually we use this podcast to talk about stuff that we've done in the past week, right? Like, yeah. oh, I did this thing. Let's oh, talk I went about here. it. I do this. Yep. Uh, and so this past week, I've been back on a surgical service, and it just reminded me how amazing surgery is it's incredible you mean like the act itself of surgery yes literally a the a surgical operation that that's a thing that occurs yeah a hundred years ago didn't well it might have occurred but it was like barbarian at that point. yeah i was like let's put some germs inside your body <laughs> okay so, that helps. so tell me what rotation you on what surgeries are you watching this week i'm on i'm on a neurosurgery rotation so we're talking surgeries on the brain okay. well not really kind of around the brain around the brain on the brain like yeah. the skull the skull you know, kind of thing. um and surgery's on the spine the vertebral column yep uh um it's just nuts it's nuts they bring this person in they can't 
they can't move their arm, their arm's all numb, okay. or they're having severe pain in their arm. Sure. They go in there, they take off part they take out part of this person's uh spinal column a bone. Yeah. And then when they wake up the next day, th- their their arm pain is gone. Yeah. Now they have a new back pain from the surgery. <laughs> but that goes away <laughs> that after goes a couple days. <laughs> no, you were telling me about this this week. You were telling me you saw two surgeries where somebody's skull is yeah. put back. Yeah, so this is another crazy thing. <laughs> it's just so it's, it's the crazy. idea of it is just mind bottling. <laughs> yes, it is mind bottling that this is something that is that people do. Yeah, so tell me the story again. So these are called this procedure is called a cranioplasty, and it's the replacement of a bone flap. Um, for these people, is a bone flap. Other people, you can get like a prosthetic. Um, skull placed on so a couple weeks ago these people had something happened to them so that they had increased pressure within their skull and there they were there wasn't a good medical treatment for them so they had to have what's called a craniotomy okay which is a hole into the cranium into the skull in their case it was a big hole and it was just a removal of a piece of their skull to relieve that pressure so that they wouldn't get um just so, so that they would get less brain damage. They wouldn't get brain damage. From the increased pressure. From the increased in the, pressure. In their brain area. And then they they cut off this piece of the skull, put it in they, a, in a the sterile organic, bag. Organic bag? What do they do with it? They so, put it in a sterile bag and they they uh, freeze it, basically. Put it in storage for a couple of weeks. This person's brain swelling basically goes down. Yeah. And then they bring them back to the OR, get that skull... Uh, piece. B- bone flap is what they call it. Yep. Out of the... Out of the freezer. Yep. Uh, thaw it out. Put some screws on it. Open up this person's scalp again. Yep. And put the bone flap back on. Screw it back on. And that's it. And then, uh, yeah. And then close them up. Yeah. To go back what you said originally, how amazing surgery is. It's amazing. You're and talking then- about ha- part of the skull gone into a freezer to help somebody's pressure back in. Back in. Yeah. It's 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 incredible. Yeah. Did you ask immediately to go see the freezer full of skull pieces? Because that's that's so. I'd be like, wait a sec. I'm gonna go watch where the skull gets placed. No, that's a good. No. Can I you did imagine not. that? It's like a scene from The Matrix or something, or you know, who knows? Uh, I guess. I mean, there's probably not that many in there at one time. I don't know. I have no. You don't, I don't there know. There might be 500 pieces of skull in there. That'd be kind of scary. It's uh, like a horror movie. Yeah, kind of. No, I asked. I was like, "So, what do they do with the with the bone flap when they take it off during the cranio- uh, craniectomy?" And the the neurosurgery resident was like, "I don't really know. That's not something that I deal with." <laughs> uh, so it was a scrub tech who was like, "Yeah, we put it in this special bag and freeze it." But they don't know what goes on with it after. They're just there for the for the surgery. Yeah, the as well. surgeons don't know. The surge techs don't know. So the the. <laughs> There's some bone flap guy out there yeah, who's the expert on bone flap going around. Freezers. Oh, let me take that bone flap off your hands. And I bet that bone flap guy is very confident on himself. Like he he's the owner of the freezer. Yeah, you know he oh. he is the freezer. I am the throne, baby. I am the Bowery. <laughs> like that guy, the freezer dude. Yikes! <laughs> it's a great drop. I love it. <laughs> I was trying to fit that in. <laughs> A bit of a stretch. Uh, yeah. So this, 
the surgery is just incredible to think about. It's oh, it's mind-boggling. And and who tried this the first time, right? In 1960, <laughs> 70, 80, somebody's 90. having severe uh, pressure in their brain. Things are going haywire. And they're mm-hmm. like, why don't we just... How would we just cut off some of that skull for a little bit, put it in the freezer? Yeah, and it worked. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, that was a bold call. That's all I'm going to say. In my career, I'm I'm not making any bold mm-hmm. calls like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be very conservative. <laughs> They're like, Kevin, what should we do? Uh, should we do a bold call? And I'm going to say, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. So, so that was your, your saying... I talk about the week that you were kind of yeah so i'm back i'm on this surgical rotation it's gonna be neurosurgery so my last my last dance with the third year with, with surgery oh yeah that's true too <laughs> i'm never going back in the or after this no way no how no chance mark my words write this put down. Right down put this in the podcast get the stone tablets out in, Carve it in. <laughs> update the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Santana. Never back. No, no. <sighs> You're not cut out for this, the OR, I'd say. I'm not you know, You know what you don't have? Focus. Commitment. <laughs> Sheer will. Something you know very little about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, You know, oh, man. I <laughs> when you first signed up for this extra surgery thing yep <laughs> and you're like good news kevin i got an in-person uh, rotation these the last two weeks of third year uh-huh it's neurosurgery yep my mind was bottled i didn't know <laughs> what what are you doing signing up for neurosurgery uh now that you're a week in uh you know tell me how that decision's panning out well it's panning out uh i've got the sunday scaries right now <laughs> oh that's true so that's never a good sign. That's never a good sign, no. Uh, but it's panning out fine. Um, the neurosurgery residents are great. They're chill. They answer all my silly questions. Did we already talk about this on the pod? Maybe, but... This seems to come up maybe in every rotation. They're nice. <laughs> they're, they're good teachers. <laughs> they're very they kind. They put up with all my dumb questions. No, we didn't talk about this because last week you weren't ha- part of neurosurgery. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it's it's a nice, though, that you have another rotation where people are treating you respectfully and, and, yeah. and being helpful. Yeah, they were on the first day. They were like, oh, so you're interested in surgery? I was like, nah, nope, no. <laughs> I'm a medicine man. They're like, what are you doing here? I was like, well, it's a long story. <laughs> And then uh, the chief resident, this is, he's in the end, uh, during the end of his seventh year of his residency, he's uh-huh. the one that runs a show. Oh, yeah. That's something worth men- mentioning. Pe- mm-hmm. the, the med students that go into the neurosurgery for residency, it's a seven-year residency Seven program. year, yeah. Seven years of training. Yeah. You know how old I would be if I went into neurosurgery when I finished it? Uh, 80? <laughs> 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 oh man that's what i think about that joke no i'd be, <laughs> I'd be 45 that's nuts yeah so um, yeah, anyways old. what you were saying what was the resident the seventh year resident saying oh so after he was like what are you doing you you absolute maniac yeah uh he was like oh that's i mean you're paying to be here you know, do what you want to do. Go to whatever surgeries you want. Scrub in, don't scrub in. Leave whenever you want. See whatever patients you want. 
do as much as you want do as little as you want if you're going home don't even bother telling me just leave that's nice. He's treating you like adult learner. You are it, paying to be in med school. You can make those decisions. Exactly. That's nice. Yes. He's also a seventh year resident, right? So he or she is it a he? He. Yeah. He has that perspective. Like he's not part of the game. You exactly. Know? So that's nice. So that's what you had for the week, huh? Mm-hmm. Is this the segment what we share what happened the last week? Yeah. Okay. Great. Now remember. <laughs> You know, I'm on pediatrics right now. I did know that. I'm going to the pediatric hospital in St. Paul where children are hospitalized inpatient, right? They come to the hospital, stay a few nights for serious illnesses. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking we could do a pediatrics rotation review, but I haven't finished it yet. So Not yet. let's table that for a different week. It's been tabled. What I wanted to share is that I love i'm not talking about the rotation i'm talking about the hospital itself every floor there are beautiful pictures cartoons paintings colorful things all the nurses are wearing fun scrubs Mm -hmm. there are stickers everywhere every room has the patient's name like colored you know in a nice way with designs and patterns by some volunteer who comes in and just makes the names for each room. Mm -hmm. And so everywhere you go, it's like this, um, it's this just nice stimulation of colors, sights and sounds. Um, and it makes a difference, right? Like compared to a lot of the hospitals where it's just like a drab hospital. Yep. Like for example, in the emergency department, there's no windows. Drab. Right? It's 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 just halogen lights. Mm-hmm. Couple it, curtains here and couple there. Couple curtains for sure, for real. But the children's hospital was filled with just sights and sounds. Then you go to the resident work room where all the residents are, and it's filled with thank you letters from oh, children yeah. who can barely write. And it's just <laughs> the it's it just warms your heart mm-hmm. just so much. And so what I did for this week is what did I do this last week? I got. I took pictures of two thank you cards, and I wanted to read them on the podcast. Oh my god! Because they just make me smile. Let's so, hear them. So here was. I, I'm going to leave out their names, right? Yes. So the first one says, "Dear Doctor," and from the writing, it's probably a five year old, okay. maybe a six year old. I wish that I could make a party for you. I wish that God would let you be with your family. From. You know, pediatric child. Um, isn't that the kindest, sweetest thing? That's so cute. These are kids who are hospitalized, right, for severe illnesses. Yep. Can't go home. Got to stay in the hospital for a few days. Uh-huh. And in their spare time, they're writing thank you cards to the residents. It's in just, their spare time. Yeah, that is so nice. It's so nice. All right, here's another one. You ready? I wish that God would let the residents see their families yeah, me too. too. <laughs> God. God hasn't answered their prayers of that child yet. God's got to step in. <laughs> the duty hours. <laughs> yeah, we can, we we can use some more prayers. Here's another one. Dear doctor, you are great at the work you do. You are a true superhero. We couldn't make it without you. Thank you for the number 4. Thank you for all you do from the child. That's so sweet. Isn't that so nice? And there's so and, nice. and the break room is filled with these things. Yeah. So 
uh, that's that is what I did this week. I just appreciated the artwork, the drawings, the cartoons, the stickers, the thank you cards, the vibes, the vibes of the pediatric hospital. And I'm thinking to myself, why aren't all the hospitals like this? Like fun, silly cartoons makes everyone happy and colors. Yeah, I don't know. Is that is that too childish for adult medicine? Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Adults need plain, you know, <laughs> corporate off-white approved off-white walls. I mean, it's even uh, some would say better, some would say worse in like Mayo, where there's like crosses down the hallways. You know, are there? Yeah, for They're sure. Known for their crosses, Mayo has sick art. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Actually, that's true. Have you been to the Mayo? Tell tell me because you've interviewed at Mayo, right? Medical school. Uh, I've been there. We, you know, we live in Minnesota. So yeah. It's like, oh, what's a fun when you're a kid? Oh, what's a fun weekend trip? Let's go to the <laughs> <Right>. Mayo Clinic. <laughs> uh, so I've been a couple times. Yeah, and they have Mayo is actually known for their art. Yeah, they right. Have a ton, lot of donate high stuff. donors who have donated, like the Chihuly glass sculpture yeah. in the main. Look it up, guys. Yeah, Chihuly. Yep, how do you spell that one? C H I R. <laughs> oh, good try, good try. Uh, no, no. Uh, what I was gonna say, like you know, like St. John's, for instance, in Maplewood, Minnesota, sure. they have crosses too, right? They have some like nativity scenes because mm-hmm. it's it's a religious hospital. Yes. Um, you know, well, let's get some nice, colorful artwork in the adult hospitals. It cannot hurt, I would think. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. <laughs> you know what I mean? How could that be possible? <laughs> so that's the uh, that was my week. Uh, one f- week, one week down at the pediatric rotation in person, and uh, the vibes are awesome. Good vibes only. Should we get started? Get the watercolors out. Start doing some artwork for HCMC. I'll bring it in tomorrow for neurosurgery. Yeah, slap it up in the OR. <laughs> hey guys, it's kind of drab in here. <laughs> I made a I made a picture. It's a butterfly. You could bring our research posters in now that they're not hung up on our walls. You could bring those I mean, in. And <laughs> that'll just bring down the vibes <laughs> even lower. Okay, I like that segment. That was a good segment. Thank you. Uh, what we did the past week. Uh, sure. Yeah, let's do it. All righty. Uh, so let's do a quick shout out here. Shout out Chuck Levins, Washington Music Center. Our boy Adam hooked us up with this <laughs> with this amazing uh podcasting setup. Yeah, it really is amazing. So easy. So easy. Never has any hiccups. <laughs> Never had a technical glitch. Doesn't. You know, yeah, cause us distress every, <laughs> every week. week when we're setting it up. But well, it does turn out the, the sound quality does turn out pretty nice. Yeah, you guys are you guys are listening to this right now, and it's only through the grace of Chuck, Chuck Levin's Washington Music Center. So shout out to shout out to those guys. Check them out. Okay, next segment is our weekly guest. Our guest, get him on the horn. Who do we got this week? We have a third year peer of ours. One you of our know peers. him well. His name's Max Utes. Maxwell Utes. Maxwell Utes. MS3. Is his name Maxwell? I think so. Probably. Most Maxes in the world are Maxwells. Could be Maximilian. Um, I was lucky enough because he was on student council from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So I got to know Max pretty quick. Oh. And um, one thing you can say about Max is he's one of the most positive 
guys in our class, wouldn't you, or, or persons in our class. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Um, always kind of, uh, yeah, always kind of spreading the positivity with a good laugh, good smile, mm-hmm. and also just a hard worker. Um, so let's call him up. See what he says. Call him up. Here we go. This is the cell phone of Max Utes. Please leave your name and number, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. No way. Should we leave a voicemail? At the tone, please record your message. Should we just call him back? When you finish recording, hang up or press one for more options. To leave a callback number, press five. I'll call him back. (laughs) Oh, he just texted me five minutes. Okay. Wow, what a buzz. What a buzz indeed. Okay, so um, what should we do in the meantime? We'll call Max back after that great introduction he let us down. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, What else? We'll oh. table the guest. Table we'll, him. Next segment, we'll come back. Next segment? Short segment. Five-minute segment. Quick what? little segment. I have officially applied to my away rotations. I Maybe I shouldn't be blasting this out on the pod. No, that's great. What happened? Wait, you officially applied? Officially, it's done. When did you submit? Today. A great success. <laughs> uh, yep. Wow, wow, blue eyes are very nice. Oh, it, what a what a pain this has been. But it's done. It's over. So we're both going into internal medicine. Who Which, is? Us two. Maybe. Well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> We're both thinking about it. Okay. Traditionally, internal medicine applicants don't need an away rotation. Correct. But we both want to get out of get out of dodge. Get out of dodge. I'm trying to go move to the west coast of this great nation. Yep. Uh, to be closer to the family of uh, Francesca Pietrantonio, number one fan of the pod, yeah, OG fan. Kevin's trying to get down to Hotlanta so yep. he can go to the Coke Museum every weekend. Not cocaine, Coca-Cola Museum. Well, <laughs> they have both down there, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and the way in a, a way rotation works, we do all our rotations in Minnesota, right? Yep. Unless we apply for a different medical school or different residency at a different place. Yes. And so you so you just submitted today. Congrats. That's like that's pretty cool. Yeah, weight off my shoulders. Where did it's you out there. where did you put the submissions to? What what where did you apply to? It's a secret. No, it's not. Yes it is. <laughs> All I'm saying is out on the West Coast, baby. <laughs> it's not a secret. West Coast, Best Coast. <laughs> if you're listening to this, I love your program. Let me in. Please. Um uh, I'm 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 happy for you. The, you. The, the process I've just started it right. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of hoops. You know, it is. Yeah, you were working on your CV today. Yes, trying yes. to fill out that hobbies section. Yeah, coming up dry. <laughs> I go, Santana. What hobbies do I have? And he says, "Uh, annoying me." <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just leave me alone for once, dude? <laughs> Um, no, see, I mean, you got to write your CV. You got to upload the CV. Yep. You got to uh, fill out your immunization form. You got to upload your You got to get immunizations. Form. You got to get immunizations. You got to 
get a professional headshot. You got to get this. You got to get that. Yeah, a lot blah, of hoops. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but it'll be worth it, right? If you Are you able to uh, do an away rotation this summer in some place in the West Coast? It'll all be worth it. Absolutely. If I'm able to get to the Coke Museum on the weekends, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Oh. Let's get this motherfucker <laughs> Coke Museum. <laughs> then uh, I'll be pumped. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be worth it. Absolutely. Um, so that's what I'm doing after the podcast. Oh, that's exciting. You know what we should do? What? Let's ask, ask Max. Y- <laughs> Excuse me. Let's ask Max Utes. Ask he- Max Utes. <laughs> that's a hard one. It's a yeah, tongue it's twister. Tricky. If he's doing an away ro- or away rotation, oh, boy, I'm really struggling right now. <laughs> All right, yeah, call him up. Let's call him up. It's been five minutes. Here we go. What if he doesn't answer again? Let's go. Let's go. That's pretty good. We're going to keep all this content on here. Yeah, we need it. This is the cell phone of Matt Mute. Please leave your name and number, and I'll get back okay, to you. I'm going to hang up. We'll, we'll, we'll stall for another five minutes. So I'm also applying to, uh, for the away rotation. Yes. I'm. Uh, listen to this. Unfortunately, you, uh, med school in Madison, University of Wisconsin. Yep, I've heard they, of it. They only have a limited amount, so I can't go there. What do you mean they only have a limited amount? Like, they only are offering a few rotations. Oh, like, gotcha. So oh, not one that you want to do. Yeah, they're like, come do radiology in Wisconsin. I don't want to go into radiology. I'm not about to do it there. No way. Um, but I did see, I was I was getting kind of excited about the idea of a rotation. Like, I'm single. Ready I'm to mingle. Ready to mingle. So I added Las Vegas to my away rotation. Because you're single? <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. When am I ever going to have a chance to live in, in Las Vegas for a month? Yeah. This is probably it. Uh, Yeah, unless you blow them away with your amazing medical abilities. Oh, yeah. And then they rank you number one on their... And they uh, say, come do residency here. Get over here. Yeah, so I added that too. Nice. And then I was thinking, I have such good friends in Denver, Colorado. Yep. Why don't I apply for some away rotations in Denver, Colorado? Why not? What's stopping you? So I did. I added a couple of those <laughs> to the to the away rotation. Hi, Boom. <gasps> there he is. That's my ringtone. The worst ringtone. He's calling Max. Hey. There he is. Welcome to the pod. Yeah, we can hear you. How's it? How's the audio quality? Say something. Say test one, two, three. Testing, testing. No, no. Go take the headphones off. They're terrible. Go back to the OG phone. Yeah. <clears throat> this Give is, me a sec. This is classic podcast material. Yep. This is what the people love to hear. This is what they <laughs> tuned in for. Yeah. Wait, are you on speaker now? Yeah. What? Just talk yeah, just to the phone. Put your phone to your ear for 15 minutes. <laughs> How, hello? These hello? millennials. There you go. Much better. Hey, this Max. Is this is great. Hey, Max. Hello, hello. Hello. Are we recording, or is this the intro to where you tell me what's going to happen? Or no, you're live to tape right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Hello. So get your professional voice on. Yeah, mind, right. mind your p's and q's. <clears throat> got to get my my voice nice and cleared. Got to get the throat throat moist. Let me drink some water quick. Yep. Uh. So Max, what 
is Max Utes all about? Give us the intro. <laughs> um, well, my name is Max Utes. I'm a third-year medical student at the University of Minnesota Medical School. I hail from Minneapolis, Minnesota, so mm. right here in my hometown. Wow. A homer. And I know, I know. And my favorite dessert, chocolate chip cookies. Wow. That's what Max is about. <laughs> That's your favorite dessert out of oh, the yeah. whole dessert kingdom? Hands down. Good chocolate chip cookie. I mean, Give me some milk. Gets me going. Are we talking like Sweet Martha's? Sweet Martha's are up there. Oh. I have been, fun fact, I have been to every single state fair that has been at the location because i guess technically last year you know it got weird with covid yeah, yeah that wasn't a real state so there fair. wasn't an actual state fair but i've been to every single state fair even when i was a wee lad at three months old i've been to every state fair that is kind of amazing like, like i guess because you, you went to college in minnesota you went to luther right yeah that's in iowa so that's in iowa <laughs> whoopsies <laughs> go north but it's only two and a half hours away so i made sure to go to the state fair every year. Wow. What and, a commitment. And there's like so many desserts at the state fair. You're not saying any of those other desserts are better sweet than Martha's. chocolate chip cookies? I always hit up the Sweet Martha's chocolate chip cookies. Deep fried candy bar, gotta have. Yeah, deep fried Snickers bar. <sighs> Snickers is the best. Whoa. Or Reese's. Love, love me some peanut butter chocolate. Elite combo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait. That, that, <clears throat> I love you that you shared your favorite dessert, but where, where did you go to undergrad? How did you get to med school? Did you okay, take any gap okay. years? Sorry, that kind sorry. of thing. <laughs> sorry. My apologies. Apologies. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I went to undergrad at Luther College. Uh, kind of was introduced to the healthcare field through my mother. She is a... Um, healthcare employee at McAllister College. She's in the health and wellness department there. Hmm. So kind of got some exposure that way. Um, I applied to medical school right out of undergrad. I got one interview at the U of M and I got one exception. So or acceptance. Hey. So, there I was. No gap year. Just came straight through. Boom. That's all you need. Max, I'll tell you what. The other schools that didn't interview you, they are missing out on Max. You know, a bunch of I chumps. Definitely, definitely had a lot of the secondaries out there, but uh, <laughs> no one wanted no one wanted to chat with the real me. So. <laughs> They're lost. You know, maybe maybe you just aren't a strong paper candidate, you know, applicant. But it's it's very it's quite possible, Kevin. <laughs> it is quite possible. We were just talking about CV. How I'm working on that this morning. How's your paper? applicant looking for a residency application. <laughs> um, definitely going to get some more eyes on this one than my medical school applications for sure. There you uh, go. Get some more input, you know, get the experts on it. Yep. Uh, get your so. faculty advisor on it. Get the deans oh, yeah. on it. You know, oh, if you yeah. want Santana and I to take a look at your, uh, your rough draft. I mean, you've you've talked with so many people on this podcast. I'm sure you would all have great input on my CVs. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll send it your way. <laughs> Yeah, we can talk. We can bring it up on the pod. Read it through line oh, by line. You can. We can link it in the show. In the show <laughs> in the notes. Show yeah. Details. Yep. Show notes. <laughs> uh, Max, I, I'm saying I'm going to say this as a compliment. I think of you as an, a mature young adult. Um, <laughs> if 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 I would have not guessed that you went straight from undergrad to medical school. 
Um, and one of the reasons I say that is because you always are optimistic, positive, looking for like the better change. Um, I think that's a great quality of you. And, and I would have, I, th- I would have pegged you at, you know, 29 or 30 just from your maturity level. Oh, I appreciate that, Kevin. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean it. It, yeah, I mean, being positive, um, I don't know. It's something that kind of comes naturally to me. I want to say caveat. I do have a lot um, to be thankful for and a lot of like really good support around me, you know, that allows me um, to have these opportunities and, you know, to, to be a little more optimistic. But I just think it makes so many situations um, you know, just better for you and work out better if you can just have a little bit of a, you know, put a positive spin on what's ever going on. Because, you know, maybe you have to be, yeah, you have to be at the hospital at 6 a.m., but, you know, like you're going to be there anyway. You might as well make the most of it and put a smile on. So I love that. Yeah, we both love it. That's why we're on the pod because you're a good friend of ours. Um, what about when you're at the Twins game and they're down 5-1? Where's your, where's your positivity then, Matt? You know, and it's snowing. Not, yeah, so for, for all the pod listeners, um, Kevin and I did get to attend the Twins loss to the Pirates today. Uh, baseball is one of those one of those parts where I will get a little negativity creeping in if I'm not watching some quality baseball. Uh, I have booed. I will admit I did boo Lance Lynn when he was a twins pitcher back two or three years ago. What? I did boo a twin. What a um, revelation. <laughs> Max Utes capable know. of booing. I very, I'm very anti-booing your own team, but I, I did in that instance. Hard not to in that instance. Yeah, I'm it's, sure he deserved it. It was a tough year. It what? was one of those 100 lost seasons. So. Right. I think his ERA was upper in the 12s, 13s. <laughs> yeah. Next level stats weren't good for that. Yeah, so you know, I, I have booed today, you know, it was a bitter it was a bitter game, but when you're with the when you're with the buddies, not, any it's always a win. Did you at least get a dog? <laughs> Kevin ate one for me. That's what I'll say. <laughs> that is true. I ate one for myself and one for Max. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so tell us, uh, tell the listeners and us what is going on in med school right now. Where are you at? So, what's, yeah, what do you, what so, do you come, what's coming up? So I'm in my pediatric nephrology rotation right now. Just Ooh. a two-week rotation. I'm doing that at Masonic Children's. I've finished up all my core rotations, so I'll be heading into my sub-internship in internal medicine in May. And that'll be followed by the medical ICU in June. Wow. So you're doing back to back two months straight of um, kind of more upper level fourth year uh, internal medicine hospitalist stuff the next two months. That's correct. Yeah, we had some schedule shuffling. Um, one of my courses ended up not being able to um, have me. So we needed to shuffle my schedule around. It worked out fine. I mean, I think it'll be okay to get both of them in. It'll be busy, but, um, you know, that's okay. Um, I'm going to ask you this question. This is my own insecurities, kind of. Are you nervous about the next two months, being like almost a fourth year doing those that hospitalists, and they're going to expect a lot more of you in the in the um, ICU and at the hospitalist level, the intern level? Yeah, I'd say there's definitely some nervousness. I think it mostly surrounds the knowledge base because – Internal medicine and, I mean, just any specialty that you're going to go into a rotation for, the knowledge base is so vast and, 
you just want to put your best self forward and represent what you know well, but sometimes that's quite hard to do when the number of things coming through the door might not fit what you know at this time. So I think having the, the knowledge base is sometimes the more mm, part that brings a little more anxiety than some of the actual, you know, putting in the hours or, you know, physically being there and a part of the team. Yeah, I mean, you're going to work long hours, but that's not a big deal. But just as third-year med students, the three of us, we just don't have as much knowledge as, as what's required to be, like, you know, resident level yet. For sure. And I think just, um, you know, and obviously they understand that you're still a learner and they'll have expectations of, you know, what you should know and what you should be doing. So, you know, I guess I kind of buffer that feeling with knowing that as long as, like, I'm attempting to shore up those areas where I don't know as much and and educators are seeing that, you know, I'm trying to improve myself in those areas, I I, I don't see it as a big issue in the long run. For sure. I think that's a good perspective. And it's always hard to know kind of what to expect before. Like, you don't really know exactly what the expectations on you are going to be until you get there on the first day. And that can always be a little bit anxiety-inducing, I find. But I'm sure you're going to show up. Yeah, and you never know. And you won't know. Even if someone tells you, like, oh, the medical ICU is like this, you know. Right. You don't know until you do it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's probably never as bad as, as what you can imagine leading up to it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to show up, Big Mac smile on. <laughs> First day. Will I be business casual? Will I be scrubs? Ooh. Find out next time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle back on that one. <laughs> that is the big decision. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so you got those coming up. And you're in uh, pediatric nephrology right now? Correct. So yep. when I was doing, what does my, that even mean? Pediatric yeah. nephrology. It's a great question. What? <laughs> I was doing my scheduling for the end of my third year, and I maybe thought I could do med, med peds. So I thought I just could get wanted to get two more weeks of pediatrics. Signed up for this course, and basically, I would say it's mostly in hospital work. For kids who, your primary people are kids who have had renal transplants or have some level of chronic kidney disease. And then you have consults on children who need dialysis or for various reasons, especially in the pediatric ICU or, um, you know, have some type of acute kidney injury. Um, I'm in pediatrics right now inpatient too. I'm surprised I haven't seen you around the hallways in you know the colorful hallways where you been <laughs> you know i've been on floor five so oh, you guys are at different hospitals i'm I've on seen... the fifth floor oh yeah we're at different hospitals too <laughs> and different hospitals but also make a different cities also <laughs> yeah i'm in saint paul i guess I, that's why i haven't seen you around <laughs> i thought the host was supposed to do their research pre pre-recording what is the, what is this sham of a show I'm on? Uh oh, we get that question all the time. <laughs> uh oh, uh, Max, I was telling Santana that I got to know you right away because you were in student council from the get go. But was that true? Were you in student council first year, or I was the second half. I uh, I joined in in about April of year one. That's what it was. I so didn't it felt quite like right know away. that student council existed, but I ended up joining the assessments team for that second year. Right. Mm. Right, 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 right. 
assessments team. How did you get to know both Santana and I? I don't remember. I don't even remember meeting you, but I just remember Max is the best. That was the connotation. <laughs> well, it's hard to miss class president Kevin for okay. all the listeners. Okay. When he's class president. You, everyone knows the class president. Everybody stands I, and salutes when he comes in the no, room. No, no, no. Some people I, bow. You can ask some of my fa- when I my family when I talk about you. I'm like, oh, I'm going to this Twins game with class president Kevin. <laughs> context, right? It's context for sure. For sure. <laughs> and then Santana, I maybe a laboratory. That would be my guess of some kind. Potentially like anatomy or histology would be my guess. But I don't have a concrete answer. I I remember we talked about uh, Premier League soccer mm. and how much of a fan you are of Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> For uh, What was the reason again? So, yeah, that's a good, funny, also a good story. Well, not really. It's not that good of a story. My friend in high school, um, his family is from England. Okay. And he was hating on Crystal Palace because he said, oh, they're the worst. The team is so bad. So I, I of course, naturally told him I'm going to start cheering for them. And at, once you kind of find a team, you know, it just gives you a reason to watch, even yep. if you don't necessarily have a ton of admiration but your admiration grows i now have a jersey wow. i have a scarf that my brother picked up for me and lorenzo gifted me a wilfred zaha mini bobblehead figurine wow for christmas so my collection is slowly growing bigger <laughs> bigger and bigger you're probably the number one crystal palace uh fan in minnesota like it's, by far <laughs> yeah no doubt it's quite possible it is I I don't want to challenge anyone, but I would love to hear. I would love to hear from other supporters. <laughs> <laughs> they don't exist. No way. Well, that's funny. You guys had a little Premier League soccer conversation in med school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I do. I do enjoy. I do enjoy the Premier League. I think this year it's been a little less exciting without the atmosphere of the fans. Yeah, it's just not the same. Not qu- yeah, for sure. I think it's the one sport where I really feel that it's not quite the same i can do baseball without fans was fine but i think for whatever reason not quite as into it this season yeah they'll be back they'll be back all right max you know what time it is let's let's hear that hot take yes i've been waiting for that controversial take okay so i'm gonna lay down my personal gauntlet, I don't know if it's controversial. I did not know it was controversial until I started talking about it with my family. <laughs> and then they almost disowned you? Is that <laughs> <what you're- laughs> and it sparked serious debate. I'll say that. So, and this, was, this has been going on for a while. So, my thing is, if you are ever riding on an airplane under no absolute no circumstance should you lean your seat back never <laughs> what never what lean your seat back what and why would you think that you are invading someone's leg space as someone whose knees usually touch the seat in front of me i find it quite invasive when the person in front of me leans their seat back Wow, we, we all can't be tall and handsome like Max Utes over here. <laughs> I just think it is, it is quite insensitive to the person behind you to, to lean your seat back. I Just stay up. What does it really matter to you? 
What if you want to? What if you want to take a nap on this? Uh, you know, cross country trek, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. five hour plane trip. I would say buy a neck pillow and sleep on that while you're sitting up. <laughs> wow. So, um, if you're the individual, you're not you're not the CEO of an of a of an airline. You're the individual, and the seat goes back. You're saying they should just ignore it. Isn't this a bigger problem with the CEOs of the airlines than the person? Mm, you know that is a great question. Should we really be blaming the individual? That's what I'm saying. You're blaming the individual. That's you're blaming the individual right now. I think that this is how I guess I can, as I think about, reflect quickly. The design of the plane lends itself to a personal dilemma that people can choose to act on or not. If there was more space, this issue would never exist. But it does. And I think it creates... A moral hazard. moral dilemma. (laughs) It's like the trolley experiment. (laughs) Do I take... Do I take... Do I push that button? Lean my seat back, knowing that I'm better off for it, but whoever stranger is sitting behind me is, is worse off. Do I take that choice? Yeah, and, and you have all the agency, right? No one's going to get up, walk next to you, and say, hey, you leaned your seat back. Can you not do that? There's no, I, Max, there's no way that you've never leaned your seat back on a plane. I don't do it. I don't believe it. What if, what if the person in front of you leans back? Yeah, then what do you do? The only way to regain that space is if you also lean back. That's correct. But then, see, this is the domino effect, and the person at the back of the plane cannot lean their seat back. It is up against the wall. That's true. I've been in that seat before. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a rough time. Do Are you the one perpetuating that space invasion, or will you be the stopgap? Yep. Everyone sits, everyone sees is, is, a, is the same type of thing right here. <laughs> So that's that's where I that's what you know. Well, I think that's I mean sincerely sincerely from the bottom of my heart that is ludicrous, Max. <laughs> Everyone should be able to lean back in the airplane. <laughs> See, I did not know. I truly believed that it was just common belief that you shouldn't lean your seat back. And, and we've I for the longest time, probably twenty some years. This is I've only recently have I discovered that it was a hot take. I thought it was just lukewarm at best (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's pretty hot i mean the seats lean back they don't even lean back that far too right yeah it's not like you're in the person's lap for (laughs) pete's sake see but that's the perfect thing is no one's gonna get up from the seat behind you and confront you right it's just invasive enough to not be so invasive that it's maybe you know it's annoying max maybe there's some type of underlying uh you know psychology here maybe you have a problem with um social bubbles or personal space maybe that's what's really going on here you know i i will have to analyze that further but uh, <laughs> i don't think it will be with anyone who's not a licensed psychologist <laughs> next time i see you max i'm gonna try to give you a big long hug and see how you deal with it <laughs> see, see, if, see if you feel like your personal space is invaded <laughs> You do that, Kevin. (laughs) Well, that is a hot take because Santana and I are both looking at each other like you're (laughs) a fool. (laughs) Yeah, what is this guy thinking? (laughs) But the rest, I I, I don't. I know. I just really. I want people to think about the person behind them next time they lean. Mm. Mm Hmm. So you're saying for the listeners, 
take a good long look at your personal choices on that airplane. Mm-hmm. Just take a pause. Take a one moment. <laughs> there are so many worse behaviors of people on airplanes and leaning their seat back. For uh, I feel like for that one to be singled out, like the person when the plane lands and they're sitting in the back and they immediately jump up and <laughs> run, run to, the the, to try to get out before everybody else. <laughs> yeah, what about that, man? What about that guy? That, uh, okay, so that honestly does not bother me. What? <laughs> <laughs> If you get so like when the plane lands, right, everyone immediately stands up. Where do you think I am? I'm sitting down. We're we're not going anywhere for twenty. I'm minutes. sitting down too. I'm not a fool. I'm yeah. not about to stand up. I'm not about to get my legs tired. Exactly. So it doesn't make it doesn't it doesn't mind me anything if he if someone goes ahead. That's what five seconds of my time rather than someone leaning their seat back for three hours. <laughs> that time adds up. All right. Okay. I. Fair analysis. Oh man, I feel like we could talk about plain stuff for the whole podcast right now. You should, yeah, link some show notes about some plain, some plain YouTube plain episodes. etiquette. So, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be my uh, my next lecture series. You know, plain mm-hmm. etiquette. Mm-hmm. I'll release that one. That'll be good. That'd be a hit. Yeah, definitely. Maybe two to the first and second year med students on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't really covered much in the curriculum, but it's just as important as the Krebs cycle. Uh, what about the armrest situation? What? Are, I mean, you have such strong opinions on airplanes. I got to know. What do you think? Armrest should always be down. Never open up the armrest unless you know the person next to you. Oh. Yeah, but what if I'm in the middle seat? Do I get both armrests on? Oh, that's a good question. You just have doesn't get you riled up like it does the Okay, so seats. this is gonna be weird also. <laughs> I I think that while the armrests are there, they're meant to be used as a barrier more than an actual armrest. You should not rest your arm on the armrest. <laughs> You're saying every feature on the plane is Don't not use supposed it. to be used. The recliners, the armrests. What about the windows? Can I look out of those? Or <laughs> Only if you make sure the middle person has a viewing lane. <laughs> Can I use the oxygen mask when it drops out? We're going down. Or is that not supposed to be used either? <laughs> As since that is... A- <laughs> Uh, you know, Kevin, I think that should be used. But put, make sure you put your own, your, your own mask on first before assisting others. Yep, yep. Max, your takes are ludicrous, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about the armrest one, but I I do believe the armrests are not they, armrests. They are they barriers. They're they only arm, for show. They, they are arm. Take rest and replace it with barrier. It's an oh, arm barrier. Yeah, yeah. They it's need a not rebrand. Meant to be rested upon. Agreed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you've blown us away yeah. over here. This is this. You turned our podcast around. We were floundering, and you brought it to the next level. <laughs> Some food for thought. I would love to hear other other uh, guests' uh, thoughts on this topic. Yeah, we'll get we'll get the tweet going on our Twitter, mm-hmm. and yeah, it'll probably blow up. Start start the poll. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Max. Hey, thanks for having me. Lovely to talk to both of you. This is fun. All right, we'll catch you later. Yeah, have a good evening. You okay, too. Bye. <laughs> that was what, pretty. That what was an pretty. insane <laughs> set of beliefs. <laughs> that was pretty good, though. <sighs> oh, my gosh.
<sighs> I mean, I, it comes from a good place, right? He's trying to be empathetic. Think yep. of the other passengers. Yep. Always a positive guy, trying to be positive for his fellow passengers. But no. No, but he's... Those seats go back like <laughs> one degree. <laughs> he just texted me, hot takes all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think about that plane theories of his? <laughs> laughable (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah all right right, moving on i need a drink oh yeah yeah yeah. i'm i'm tuckered out after that oh what's that what's that you say uh lime bubbly fresh out of the cooler what's that you say do i have one over here Listen to that. Sounds like freedom. <laughs> Let those bubbles escape. <laughs> Let the taste escape. Okay. Shout out to Bubbly. Just yep. come on, guys. Shout out to Bubbly. We've been doing this dance now for how many weeks? <laughs> Just <laughs> It's getting old. Take your gal to the ball. <laughs> we don't know how this is going to end. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Skip to the good parts. Just sponsor us already. <laughs> um, okay. So that was our guest, Max Utes. What a guy. Yeah, what a guy. I mean, yeah. I really, I really like that guy. <laughs> I really do. Uh, next up is everybody's favorite segment. What is it? Kevin's Corner. I'll take care of that. My soundboard is broken. Uh-oh, that's not good. Kevin's Corner! There we go. We're back. We're back. Um, okay, Kevin's Corner this week. What If I, if I gave you one guess what I'm going to talk about, what do you think it's going to be? Popping Bennies? <laughs> I do do that on the daily. Good news for um, everyone who was worried about my Benadryl uh, habit. I ran out of Benadryl yesterday. <gasps> Thankfully, Franny bought me a hundred tabs of Benadryl wow. this morning, so I'm good to go for the next three plus months. Yep, yep. Um, no, not Benadryl. Incorrect. I'm going to talk about what I did last Thursday and how it's changed my outlook on medical school. What? Last Thursday, I took step two. Oh, okay. The second licensing exam. Two out of three. And we talked about last week how I was in a bad spot. Yeah, it sucked. Good news, though. uh, Now that I have that weight off my shoulders, Mm -hmm. I don't have to study statistics anymore. I don't have to study fake ethics anymore. I don't have to study the fine minutia of surgery Mm-hmm. Like, if the bladder explodes, somebody's creatinine can go up. Like, you're going to use that every day in medicine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I can say. I think study, you've got worse problems. Uh, yeah, if the bladder, bladder explodes. explodes. We're not worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> Check that creatinine. Check that man's creatinine level. <laughs> Stat. <laughs> no. So, since then, it's been a week, um, I don't know, in two days or three days, something like that. Yep. I've been able to. An hour a day, learn something that I want to learn about. That's something that will be applicable to hospital medicine, which I'm going to be doing soon, right? I'm going to be doing medicine in the intensive care unit in a mm-hmm. hospital. And I'm learning things, and the, I'm only learning things that are going to actually be used in the hospital. 
instead of learning a bunch of stuff that I'll immediately forget after step two. And it makes me appreciate learning again. It's a wow. really nice feeling. That's great. It's yeah, it is great. And I I I know I understand. I have the self awareness that you still have it in two months. So my mm-hmm. positivity is also kind of a bummer. What? No, it's not. Because <laughs> why would you think that? Because you got it. Because you're still in the grind of the step two. Yeah. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, dude. When you're done with that step two, you can. I'm making flashcards on the important stuff. I'll give you all my flashcards, and you can have the same experience I'm going through right now. So uh, kind. Appreciate learning again because it. I'm learning things that matter. Yes, that's great. Yeah, I t- stopped studying this weekend because I was getting too, too uh, down in the dumps. Yeah. Yep. I had been doing. I had been. I had a solid streak of doing uh, practice questions every day, and I was like. This is just a drag. Yeah, you can't do it every day. Yeah. Otherwise, you're. I'm glad you took the weekend off. Yep. Um, I think that's important for your mental health. Uh, but yeah, glad to hear it. I mean, it just is such a chore when you're studying for the test. and Yeah, it, ma- it takes any type of fun out of learning, right? Yeah, yeah and it's just hard to... Yeah. I, I know. And I you're know. not actually... Uh, it's a, it's a buzz. Know, you're know. not actually learning. I'm not actually learning anything. No, no. It's a problem. I'm going to spend... Eight weeks, not learning anything. Not learning anything just for a test. Just so I can pass this test. I know, dude. Um, but I'm glad. And don't, your positivity, what do you mean? A bad thing. That's well, great. I'm just saying I'm sad. I'm sa- it's not a bad thing, but I'm sad that you're still in the grind, too. Oh, yeah. I wish a- we could have taken it together and then just, you know, cracked bubblies open till midnight, celebrated together. But Soon enough. I'll have a tall boy ready for you. Oh. I can't a wait. A tall boy bubbly, I'd be. <laughs> yep. Um, and yeah, and, and I and I also played at the piano bar after the mm-hmm. uh, step two, which also was like kind of refreshed me. Like I can, yeah, you know what? Residency won't be that, but I can play at the piano bar once a month and have something completely out of it. Maybe. No, I for sure am going to play at the piano bar once a month in residency. I hope so. Otherwise, we're just, we'll have nothing else going on ever. Which is kind of what residency is about. I understand, right? But it just was like refreshing. Oh, there's other parts of Kevin, like music, for sure. And like, oh, I'm I don't hate learning. I like learning. It's just when I can learn things that are important or that are applicable. Exactly. So I feel great. I mean, I feel a lot better after step two. That's great. So that's You're Kevin's back. Going. Kevin's I'm, back. I'm back. Uh, so uh, the kids are happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's back. This is Kevin. <laughs> well, I love to hear that, dude. Yeah, thanks for letting me share. For real. All right. Uh, do you have any mail in that bag? Oh, is that? Are we already on to the next segment? Yeah, unless you got more. Unless your corners. No, my corners stuff done. It. So, what's the next segment? The mailbag. The mail never stops. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. There's never a let up. It's relentless. Every day it piles up more and more and more. And you got to get it out. But the more you get out, the more it keeps coming in. The mailbag segment. Is that from It's Always Sunny? <laughs> no, it's from Seinfeld. Oh, come on. That's Newman. <laughs> that's Newman, the mailman. Uh, Always Sunny. That's embarrassing. That isn't. There's a very similar vibe. <laughs> vibe. When yeah. Charlie works in the mailroom. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. That's on the podcast coming up. <laughs> Should have known. Well, we, well, just like Newman said, the mail just keeps coming and coming and coming. So we got letters up the wazoo. I picked out a good one, though. Okay, let's hear it. I picked out one of the best this week, and um, 
you know, we might have to get a little open on this one. Uh oh. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, I think this is from uh, Laurel K. Laurel K. I think you and Santana should discuss the financial realities of going to med school and the debt load most medical students must assume on graduation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. Um, this is good, though. She, she brought in some little knowledge, clearly, mm-hmm. in the mailbag. To, uh, to her knowledge, there are only two medical schools in the U.S., NYC and Cleveland Clinic, that waive tuition for all students, regardless of financial situation. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, NYU. NYU, yep. Yep, NY. That's what I mean. NYU mm-hmm. and Cleveland Clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about it. Let's let's dive into it. Yeah. Before the, we do, you should play that trombone again. Yeah. So this <laughs> this is the topic uh, theme. Yeah, Cleveland Clinic. Their medical school is tiny. I think it's like thirty students a year. Did you interview there? Uh, I applied there. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they they it's free tuition for for the thirty. I think it's thirty. It's not that many. It's like okay. the smallest one in the country. Okay, and then NYU, NYU is a little bit bigger. In two thousand eighteen, got a large endow- like scholar uh, donation. Yep, that goes to their endowment. Yep. to make money forever and ever, mm-hmm. and that money's gonna be paid for tuition for their students. Exactly. Pretty cool. Super cool. Yep. Um. So, uh, but that's like pro- their their pro- programs probably under a hundred students as well. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's like. 300 medical students compared to compared to us uh there's 240 50 medical Mm -hmm. students each class at the university of minnesota between the twin cities and duluth campuses yeah um but yeah she's right right so the average uh tuition for um the 2021 medical school at the University of Minnesota, the total costs for a resident are uh, 70,000 bucks. That's between, that's the first year, $70,000 for a resident. Oh. That's tuition. If you're a Minnesota, if you're a resident of the state of if Minnesota. If you're a resident of the state, of, yep. Uh, you know, fees, books, room and board, the whole, the whole nine yards. They're basically saying, if you're a resident of Minnesota and you come to the University of Minnesota Medical School the first year, you're gonna have to take a loan for 70,000. That's right. if you don't take scholarships, if yes. you don't get, you know, federal grants, you know, whatever, right? Yeah, it's about 70K a year. Guess how much it is for a non-resident. If you are from Wisconsin, you 90. go to the Well, I yeah. think Wisconsin has reciprocity. Very, very close. 85,000. Yeah, that's insane. And if you think about that, 85,000. And they, they actually, the University of Minnesota locks in that price for four years. Yeah. So if you enroll for 2020, 2021, eight, and you're a non-resident, you came from Florida, Mm-hmm. You only got into the University of Minnesota. You have no choice. You had to do eighty-five thousand times four. That's two hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of debt that you could be coming out of med school. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and that's on top of whatever your student debt from undergrad was. Right. For sure. Right. Um, so clearly, the debt can add up quickly. Um, so I knew this mailbag question before. Um, and I, I figured I'd talk about my personal finances. Uh, do you want to talk about your personal finances too? You can think about that. I don't want to talk about my personal finances <laughs> on the podcast. I was lucky enough that um, I have a very generous aunt and uncle who helped pay for my medical education. And they 
are coming from the place that they know that the debt burden on medical students can be preventative or prohibitive of getting like a house loan mm-hmm. um, when you graduate or um, being able to live uh, like a comfortable life when you're going through residency. Mm-hmm. And so they, I mean, thank the Lord, not, you know, thankfully I have an aunt and uncle who help. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I got a scholarship my first year. Um, hey. There was some scholarship that's like, do you have hobbies outside of medicine? If you do, write us, and we'll give you a big, fat scholarship first year. Hey. And I had a few hobbies that I could write about, hmm. unlike my resume now. <laughs> unlike my Those CV hobbies, now. gone. <laughs> See ya. Coming into med school, lots of them. Um, and so my debt burden won't be as bad as other medical students. Yeah. Uh, I'm super thankful for, right? It can be crushing burden from undergrad and medical school yeah absolutely uh i've talked to uh residents who are now in their residency programs done with medical school it's like one doctor is married to another they're both going through residency and they're like yeah we have close to a million dollars in debt combined between the two of us right two doctors undergrad and med school combined exactly eight years of eight years of uh 16 years of schooling debt between the two of them. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they're going to be making, uh, you know, 50, 60K for the next four or five years. During Barely making a dent in that, right, in in their, that debt. It's going to be accruing. Yep. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge burden. And I think it's, uh, it, it's certainly a barrier for some people, right? Um, it's a barrier for some people, and it's also factors into people's future career choices. Mm-hmm. I've talked to peers who are like, "Well, I can't, you know, I can't go into family medicine because that's one of the lowest paying uh, medical t- uh, careers." Right. Which is, you know, it so, is true. It's very true, but it's also so unfortunate because as a physician, you're going to be making the upper one percentile of income yeah so so there shouldn't be fact money shouldn't be factoring into these decisions yeah and i believe that that's one of the uh one of the reasons stated for whoever i don't know who the person was that donated all that money to nyu yeah was because they were like we don't we don't want uh this cost this potential debt burden to be prohibitive for people that want to go into a non-specialized field yes like nyu is cranking out all these specialists but there's a deficit of primary care physicians in this country. Yeah, in urban, rural settings. Yeah, in underserved communities. Yep. And so that was part of their reasoning for whoever, uh, I would, I guess I could look it up, but whoever gave this huge amount of money was so that that wouldn't, that wouldn't be a factor when somebody's trying to figure out what type of doctor they want to be. Right. If they went into medicine to try to serve the community, that this enormous mountain of debt that they have to pay back wouldn't be something that stops them from pursuing that goal. Right. Or in contrast, $70,000 a year for a resident uh, of a uh, Minnesota person to go to Minnesota. That's 240,000. 240,000. 280,000. 280,000. Did I do the math wrong earlier? I 85. That's $340,000 worth of debt for a non-resident. Yeah, that's, that's for that's a lot. Yeah, and and that does factor. Or th- we have peers who are worried about what their future is going to be. I got to go into something super competitive like dermatology so I can pay off those student debts. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really fortunate to be getting some scholarships, to be having um, some generous family members 
you know mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah absolutely um and yeah you don't have to talk about your personal finances it's okay <sighs> yeah i don't think that would be appropriate <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, my, and, and I did a little research for this. My routing number is <laughs> six zero. <laughs> I did a little research because I knew this mailbag was coming. I want you to guess. So we're talking about these astronomical numbers, right? Three hundred and forty thousand, two hundred and eighty thousand, right? Mm-hmm. There are scholarships, yeah, um, from the school. Uh, there are scholarships from private donors, that kind of thing. Yep. So I want you to guess what the, according to the American, uh, Association of American Medical Colleges, that's the AAMC, right? Mm. What's the average medical school debt for a student who graduated in 2019? I want you to guess. Think about the scholarships. Think about this. Think I would guess that. 60K. 200,000. No way. <laughs> yep, the average debt. $201,490. That's from the AMC from 2019. So 60000 incorrect. That was uh, very, very uh, wrong. 201000 That was very, very wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. So I looked this up as we were talking. Yeah. On Google. Yeah. So, you know, not the AMC. <laughs> but this says... Uh, sorry. This says average student loan debt in the United States... Uh, in 2016, so I guess a little bit old, was between was thirty two thousand dollars. Well, that's the average student loan. And that's every undergrad, undergrads. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh, just you know, a little bit more. You're yeah. going to, but I guess not. I mean, obviously not. If it's seventy k a year, that was a stupid guess. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so dumb. Your maths, your math skills. This is what I think about your math skills. Focus. Commitment, sheer will, something you know very little about. That was you studying math in high school. I had focus. <laughs> no, not something. Did you hear the end of the quote? Something you have, you have nothing, or you know nothing about. I don't know if that quote really worked. Okay, I was trying to fit it in there. <laughs> Basically, bottom line is two hundred one thousand average medical school. Bottom line is I suck at math. Yeah, and it, yeah, the debt is out of control. Yeah, that's that's um, wow. And that's I want to tie this back. To a prior Kevin's corner. No way. Um, one of the reasons callback the tuition is so outrageous is because we're paying professors to teach us subject matter at a worse uh, rate and and worse caliber than that. There's third party uh, t- third party curriculum mm-hmm. that we could get at a fraction of the cost. We could teach ourselves medical school for the first two years for maybe a thousand bucks. And yet we're being charged $140,000. Yep. I mean, it's really, really sad. It really is. But there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. So try to focus on the things you can control, right? Absolutely. Uh, I know uh, our good buddy Joe Biden listens to this. Yep. There's a guy that could do something about it. Yeah, he could definitely sign away some of the debt. I mean, I think I remember him saying, oh, yeah, I'll, you know, 50K of the debt. I'll do that for sure. Vote for me. I'll do it. Yeah. I swear I'll do it. I remember when he was saying that, I was thinking, Lies! (laughs) Deception! (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but when I was like, you know, starting med school, I wasn't thinking about the debt, right? I was just thinking, uh, oh, med school? Here we go! <laughs> and then I was like, wait, what was the tuition after the first year? 
Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's a great... <laughs> and I looked at, wait, 201,000 average? Mamma mia! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's insane. <sighs> yeah, uh, I'm glad you looked that up. Yeah, so anyways, Laurel K., that was a great mailbag. The debt is crippling. It really is. And I know you're like, oh, boo-hoo, you're- all these doctors, <laughs> you're going to be making so much money. Wah, wah, wah. I mean, you're right. All these people who graduate medical school and become engineering doctors will make a ton of money. But uh, this is still a huge problem. Why? It's it's a problem, like we were saying, it's prohibitive for people to get into the field. You have to have money to pay for that. Yes. You have to be able to get those loans. Yes. And then it stops people from pursuing a career. It has a possibility of stopping people from pursuing a career in public service. Yes. And in going into these more specialized, highly technical fields, which I mean are good and are important jobs, but. Yep. You know what? I, this just popped in my mind, too. There's also, med, there's also med students who have said, I would drop out, but I can't, right? I can't drop out. I'm already, I've already $200,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. I have to see this through. Um, that's probably few and far between. But, but yeah. even if that's two people, that's two two people too many. Exactly. Know? Yeah, there's that's two people that are locked into do, to doing this thing that they don't want to do that is really really hard. Yeah, and takes a, yep. all a ton of time and effort and energy and money. Obviously, right. That there are thousands of people out there that are really want to really want to do. All right, but after a year, after eighty five thousand dollars worth of debt, I I don't blame them. Absolutely, you're yeah, you are locked in. It's not like my good. Let me tell you a story real quick. Side note. Okay. It's like not, not like my good friend from Washington University. His name's Tom Ward. He went to law school for one sixth of the time, and he said, "Ah, this isn't for me. The debt's not as crippling." So he just said, "See you later, law school." Did something else. Paid it off real quick. Wow. Tom Ward. <laughs> what an inspiration for us all. Yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> Uh, and also, there's a fact. I mean, I don't know. I don't have the data in front of me to back this up, but I know that uh, student loan debt falls disproportionately on minorities and people of color. Hundred percent, right? Because if I'm from Rochester and my parents are both doctors, maybe they'll help pay for my medical school tuition. Right? Or there's even just the fact that the average white household has. 20 times the uh, amount of wealth as average right. black household. Right. So it doesn't matter where you're from, really. It or what matter. your parents do. I mean, it kind of does, but... I, I, but on the in the broad picture... In the broad picture. Right. That's just... That's systemic racism at play. Exactly. Um, which is going to be a higher burden on persons of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and this is just another example, right? Yeah. So I know... And there's there's scholarships for persons of color, diversity... For sure, for sure. Uh, inclusion. Um but yeah, yeah. Good, what, e- good letter. Good letter. Good reminder. What a doozy. Yeah. What a play the sad trombone one more time. Let's hear it. Two hundred k. That is nuts. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, that's the mailbag. We'll turn that frown upside down, playing the mailbag sounder one more time. The pick. mail never stops. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. There's never a let up. It's relentless. Every day sunny. it piles up more and I don't more know and more. You got to get it out, but the more you get out, the more it keeps coming in. God, Seinfeld, what a great show. <laughs> it really so is. Good. And that's the mailbag. Uh, so mm-hmm. there you go. There you go, dude. Okay. Well, that's the end of our program. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Uh, we we run, run a pretty tight ship over here. <laughs> yeah. Segment to segment. Mm-hmm, Thank mm-hmm. you to Max Utes. Yeah. The positivity until we got to the planes when a lot of negativity boils out. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of... <laughs> He's got a lot of uh, soul searching to do. <laughs> I hope he figures it out. I really do. Best of luck to Max Utes. Okay. Well, like we say every week, a, a bird, bird in the, the hand, hand is worth two in the bush. bush. Good night. <laughs>